If you've been following me for some time now, you'd know just how much I love a good thought for the day. Some are there to break up the day and provide some fun. Others are there to have you thinking about business-related topics. And then there are some that have had a profound impact on me that I want to share with others. Most recently, life has been challenging me from all different perspectives. And so I've been in reflection mode of late. And in particular, in relation to some of the amazing advice I've received in my time from all different types of people that have joined me at one point or another in my life. So in this episode, I wanted to share the greatest piece of advice I'd ever received, one that I have lived by both professionally and personally. So take a listen. I'm Amy Bajada, CPA by trade, not in nature. Now financial coach to businesses globally. The Boring Shit You Need to Know in Business podcast was created with business owners and aspiring business owners in mind. It's a way to bring you simple yet effective business strategies, explore the art of being in business, and challenge the notion that our financial numbers are boring. If you're looking to improve your profitability, increase your cash, and grow your business, you're in the right place. Join me and other business owners as we discuss the boring shit you need to know in business. I'm going to take you back a bit to high school days. Yes, I told you it was back a bit. I'm probably one of the very few, especially in my time, that really did love going to school. I loved learning and it's, it's actually no different to today, even all these years later. And to make things better for myself, I actually was okay at it. I was good at it. It came pretty easy to me, which in hindsight wasn't necessarily the best learning early in my life because it never prepared me for what was to come. Enter university days. Got the score I wanted and needed to get into my first preference and therefore got the offer. I started university with the same enthusiasm and relaxed nature I had in high school, only to fail half of my first year there. This then led me to the point where I found myself fighting to keep my place at uni and having to prove why I should be there. I was mortified. I'd never failed anything in my life. Why now? All right, I'll admit, perhaps it had something to do with cutting classes to hang at the pub with my friends or having this perception that surely it's not too dissimilar to high school. It's going to be a breeze. I can actually hear the head shakes as I say those words. I did this to myself, completely unarmed and unequipped to handle failure, not just on this level, but at all. Man, that was a lesson. So in an attempt to deal with it, I looked for sympathy from those around me, as you do. I recall chatting to my dad about it, who had been amazingly supportive of everything I'd done up to that point and, might I add, ever since. He simply looked at me and said very casually, well, that was something that needed to happen. Wait, what? (laughs) That was his advice? Here I am, 
tail between my legs, looking for sympathy. And all I got from him was, well, you have to fail. What? (laughs) That was not the response I was expecting. Where was that pep talk to keep me motivated? Where was the, it's going to be all right, Amy. Don't worry, you'll be fine. Instead, I simply got, well, you needed to fail. Shit, man, was he right. I needed to fail. To feel the fear, to understand the pain, and to have something to hold on to that would create the momentum for me to get back up better than before and achieve what I needed to achieve. I had to fail. Now, there is a lesson I didn't think was on the cards. We go through life thinking that the motivation will come in the way of positive sounding words, of momentous speeches of love and support. But I was wrong because the love and support that I needed right at that point in time, even though I didn't know it, came with the words, you needed to fail. And these became the words that I would forever be motivated by. Don't get me wrong. I never wanted to fail and I still don't want to fail. So it's not like I go out of my way to do so. But man, I'm less afraid of it now. But in a good way. It's made me more likely to take a chance. It gives, it gives me more of an opportunity to give something a go. It allows me to change direction, to try something new. And it's been helpful not only in my career, but my personal life also. When I lived and knew firsthand the successes that came of my failures, it actually changed the way I saw the world around me. Even though I'd failed half of my first year at uni, I went on to kick butt and graduate with a double degree. I then went on to do my CPA. It allowed me to take the chance on designing my career the way I wanted to. I knew that I didn't want no textbook career. I wanted to experience industry, to experience creative workplaces and work with dynamic people that would play a pivotal part in my experience and business foundations. To set me up to then run my own business eventually. So I knew I needed to go after everything I wanted without fear of failing. From this advice came this new concept to me, and that was to have something I've never had, I have to do something I've never done. And for me, they worked together in tandem. Because if I could master the fear of failure and know that failure has to happen for me to progress, I could do the things I'd never done to have the things I always wanted. I remember having my sights set on working with a particular company. It was a brand that I loved, but more so I needed to gain experience in the retail and wholesale industries to truly fill that gap in my resume and my learnings. So I wrote them a letter. The letter contained the sentence, literally, it would be remiss of you not to hire me. (laughs) It was bold, straight to the point, but important enough to be said. And if I do say so myself, it stood out. It made a statement about who I was as a person and showed that I was willing to back myself. I got an interview. 
and the reporting manager of the role said to me during that interview that they were excited to meet the person who confidently wrote that letter. And they knew there and then that it would be remiss of them not to hire me. I was so excited. Through fear of failing, I'd landed my ideal job and it was everything I needed it to be for my career and experience and so much more. So to have something I always wanted, I had to do something I'd never done. I say this by way of demonstrating that some of the best advice comes in the most unexpected ways at times. And often we aren't looking for these cues in our daily life that so often get missed and it's a shame. Similarly, and probably most recently, I was learning about building online courses so that I could continue to provide value and to do so by reaching more people. Often time and time again, my monthly one-on-one sessions are capped and sold out because the nature of the work that I do with my clients is so tailored that it's difficult to take on more. So the natural progression for me in my business was to perhaps do an online course. Now, I had developed an online course before, which was my Know Your Numbers course. It was this all and sundry course about knowing your numbers in small business. And it did okay for the most part. I did all the right things. I listened to my audience and their needs. I developed the course that centered around these requirements that they asked of me. But those that said they would join, didn't. And I tell you what, it shook me, shook me more than just a little. I felt the failure of it. I'd spent so much time researching, developing and finessing this course that I thought I'd had it right. But clearly, bottom line is, if it's not selling, something is not right. And therefore, you don't take that personally, you go back to the drawing board. But this time around, for some reason, it had rattled me so much so that I just stuck with what I knew. I just went back to servicing my one-on-one clients and keeping myself stuck in that safe zone, happy to be there. Meanwhile, I'd continue to be asked about whether I had any self-paced learning or cheaper alternatives that, that potential clients could tap into prior to making the decision on whether or not they want to take on one-on-one. And it brought me full circle back to the online space and in particular, online courses. But I can tell you what, at that point in time, I was so afraid to go down this path again. But then I remembered, I had to fail to learn from it. So I revisited what I'd done with my Know Your Numbers course. I looked at what didn't work last time and took the leap to invest in a course. Yep, you heard it here. I invested in an online course about creating online courses. But you know what? I hit the sweet spot. That previous failure led me to get on the right path and to get the right information I needed and the right online course, the right support to then produce a more tailored online course that is now my small business cash flow course. It then became obvious as to why my Know Your Numbers course had to fail. The differences were clear and therefore highlighted what my clients now needed. In particular, what stood out the most was the live weekly sessions. Some of the most valuable feedback I got during my research was that there needed to be a balance of self-paced learning and connection with me throughout the course. 
so that questions could be asked, so that accountability was present to get the course completed and all of the strategies into place. So unlike my Know Your Numbers course, which was completely self-paced, go it alone, my small business cash flow course is improved with a live connection component and is now very successful. But now it's also planted the seed for a new small business pricing course along with a kick-ass revision of my Know Your Numbers course that I still am very supportive of and I it's my baby and I love it. But it's, it's now given me these ideas for the revision that will be bigger and better than ever before. And all of this is through failing. All through that little piece of advice, one July when I was 18, that I needed to fail. Wow, who would have thought it? So now when I create anything for my business, or even when I think about, say, my son's needs to help him through life, I think about this need for failure. Do I want to shield him from this forever? Of course I do. I don't want him feeling the pain of failure. I hate that thought with every part of me. It's the mum in me. But I also know he'll need to feel it to move forward into greatness. So whenever I talk about things like this with him, I ensure he understands that it doesn't stop at the failure. You don't concede defeat and do nothing with it. It's what I continually do even in my work when I put out a piece of content. I don't concede defeat and do nothing with it. I try and tweak it. So with my son, he must do something with that learning. I must do something with that learning for it to truly have been worth the try in the first place. Now, he doesn't get it just yet. He's only 10. But hey, we're working on it. And sometimes I don't get it. You know, it's not perfect, but I'm, I'm trying. Now, before I wrap this up, I did just want to quickly talk to that other piece of advice I said earlier. To have something I've never had, I have to do something I've never done. Because I live by that as well. It's funny, I was, I was thinking about this exact piece of advice late last year when I was told by the greater beings that Instagram reels were where I needed to be for my business. And I have to laugh, right? I just laugh at the thought of it. Anyway, I did this challenge, even though I didn't want to, because it felt to me unnatural and extremely uncomfortable. But you know what? To have something I've never had, I have to do something I've never done, including reels. So here I was going about my business, doing these reels. I think it was a 90 reels in 90 days challenge or something to that effect, I got three or four days shy of the 90-day end date to only realize that I hadn't quite worked out what I wanted from this challenge. And therefore, was I really going to get anything out of it? Let me tell you the short answer. It gave me nothing. Nothing. No engagement, no real support from my online community. And in essence, if I think about it, it wasn't necessarily anything I wanted from it. But you know, the, the noise about being in business and doing reels, you tend to challenge everything. But upon reflection, I will say this. I did actually get something from it. And that was a clear sense of who I am. And I can tell you right now, dancing around on reels, it ain't me. So look, if anything, I got wisdom out of it. And that's something, I guess. To be clear, as I close this discussion out, Failure isn't something I go in search of. 
I go in search of opportunity. And if I fail, I look for something to take from it every single time now. I'm no longer afraid of it because there are some things I need to fail at to nail this thing called business and life. So my friends, I impart on you, look for the advice. You just never know in what form it's hidden. You just never know it might change your life. Stay well, my friends. Until next time, I hope you make it count. To learn more about the boring shit you need to know in business, head to my website, www.amybajada.com.au forward slash podcast where you will find all my latest and greatest podcast episodes for you to enjoy. To be notified of new podcast episodes when they become available, be sure to hit that notification where you're listening to this podcast. Stay well, my friend.